Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back here on the Ohioland with um, Craig and Brandon. Um, you know, interesting. Um, you know, politics is a strange business, especially here in 2021. And I'm not even sure. I, I'm fascinated how this even became a story. But, you know, the legislators go to, you know, legislate during the day. And obviously, you know, like anybody goes to work, they go out to eat. You know, they either eat at home or they go somewhere to eat. So, um, the legislators found this place in um, German Village to check out. So they were eating there, kind of seeing what was going on. And, you know, there was an argument. It was uh, right after Larry Householder got expelled in the Ohio State House. And uh, Bill Seitz from Green Township, John Cross from Kent- from Kenton, were dining separately at um, Lindy's, which is a nice restaurant in German Village. And there was a verbal dispute breakout where they were arguing back and forth about Larry Householder being expelled. I don't know, Brandon. This stuff probably happens more than we hear about because obviously, you know, it's not always a media story. But I'm thinking if it was a media story, it had to have been a little bit more than, you know, you and I arguing about if football or soccer is better. It had to be something kind of a little bit more intense, you would think, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it was a very, um, you know, I mean, when it probably it's probably some some kind of argument's going to happen when you remove like um, uh, a member of your state legislative body in like what 150 years um, in Ohio history or or whatnot, the first ones so far in that kind of time period. So um, bound to happen where some people might go to lunch and bump into each other and um, have some have some words to say to each other, um, especially if they're on the same team, you know, um, we're seeing that a little bit, of course, on the national level. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of like the, uh, um, nuts and bolts of it. It's nothing really deeper, deeper level, meaning just that, you know, sometimes, uh, people don't get, a, don't get along and they might create a public display <laughs> of not affection, but of, uh, um, Frustration, maybe. Frustration, yeah. It's more frustration. I don't even want to say resentment. It's just frustration. Well, I kind of wonder about this, Craig. I mean, there was a ton of information available about this because, you know, it is a private dinner. But I say it's definitely a story because, like I said, if people heard about it, I mean, obviously it had to be something to it. I don't know. I mean, you know, my wife always talks to me saying, hey, your work shift's done. 
Let's stop talking about work. Let's talk about home. Let's talk about the kids or everything. I mean, unless this was legislators getting together and everything, shouldn't they leave work at work? Well, you know, you'd like to, but I guess when you're an elected official, you're never not an elected official. So you're always, whether you're working or not, you're always representing the state, your district, your constituents. Um, so there's probably never a time where you take your representative hat off and just be your own Bill Seitz or John Cross. You're just, you're always the elected official. So it's probably hard to separate work at times. I mean, I think everybody has, you know, trouble doing that every once in a while, but I'm, I'm sure that when you're an elected official, it's got to be very challenging to sort of say, I'm not, you know, an elected official when I'm out to dinner or when I'm, you know, you're, you always are, you know, you're always working, whether you're working or not, you're always sort of on the clock because you're an elected official. So it, it's probably hard to separate work from your actual job. Yeah. Well, and Brandon, I definitely look at a story like this and you know, we, I, I'm torn where to go with this because we keep a joke around and say, maybe we need to hire more reps to have verbal jousting skills or, you know, People could win a fight, you know. What I mean, we want tough, you know. Maybe, um, you know, Larry Householder's spots open. I know there's a couple people running for it. Maybe we need a good uh debater or a good, you know, hey, who's gonna win that fight or anything. But then, on a more serious level, isn't that what we have in the, uh, the federal, you know, House and Senate? You know, we got guys who are jumping to, you know, either Fox or MSNBC. And uh, popular legislators are the ones that can argue on Twitter or, you know, or, or, or on all of the interview shows, you know, yelling about stuff. I, I think, seriously, it's probably not good that, you know, we're almost making the hottest state house like that, you know? Yeah, and, and Brandon, if you're there, I was going to add about that. Um I don't know. I mean, do we are we running to an issue? Because, like Bill Seitz, he got an argument with the Democrats at a hearing beforehand. So it's been a frustrating week for him. And I get it. We all have frustrating weeks of work. I don't want to throw Bill under the bus. But are, are, are we turning our legislators more into a, a debate gallery, not just on the floor, but where we're arguing and we're writing to the media and everything? I, I don't think it, it's not a good look for the high state house, Brandon. What do you think? Um, I think it's um, um, you know, I, I just I don't. I mean, these are human beings at the end of the day, so people emotions flare up, and you know, they're just trying to you're trying to play chess as you right. go along with um, and um, you know, on you know, trying to I think you know kind of like in their heads maybe and a little bit with with the media and a little bit with the with their constituents so i i honestly don't think i don't think it's nothing to get really frustrated about i, I don't i i really don't know if voters are going to be fired up that householder was um removed or not i don't even think they we don't even it's really to like go up to someone and tell them hey explain the householder thing to me in like uh, a sentence is probably i would be surprised if i got so much as um a coherent like explanation of what exactly right. happened or what went wrong. Um, why is it something we should care about? It's just been not, 
It's not been really, uh, and I don't I'm not trying to criticize Ohio journalism necessarily. It's just like, um, I just don't know if it's been told in a way that people should care about or to make people understand what exactly or the gravity of what exactly has been alleged to have occurred. Um, you know, and, um, house bill six is still kind of, um, fascinating in that sense, because I, I, you know, those, that hasn't been, that hasn't been repealed or anything like that. It's just been, um, you know, while, you know, householders getting his dues allegedly for alleged, alleged behavior, it's like, um, we haven't done, we haven't done, um, anything about, well, <laughs> you know, the, the resulting corruption, corruptive activity ac- outcome. Right. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's worth getting a fight over personally. Um, you know, I, like we, we, I've even said, talked last week saying, you know, I, I could see, I, I could see why they kicked him out, but I could also see why, why, um, I could also see the argument for, Hey, let's wait until see what the courts say. You know, I think, but if, if it, and I think if it did result in his ousting, it's probably like, um, those reps and those senators know, uh, know more about householder than probably even the constituents or the public know. So that might've influenced, uh, their outcome. That's just, uh, uh, that's more speculation, not necessarily based in factor or what I'm hearing, but, um, I'm just an outsider looking, looking in. So. Well, I, I think there's two things to play there. I I agree with you. I don't think the vast majority of people are well-versed on Householder. Um, I, I think the people who know about Householder, you're right. They couldn't tell you the ins and outs of House Bill 6 or everything. I think if you know the story, probably the number sticks out is at $61 million Because, you know, it's one thing if I say, hey, I took 10 bucks from the work kitty. But when you talk about $61 million, that's kind of a staggering number. And I kind of wondered too: is are we? Is it one of those things that, like, when they're arguing at the restaurant, is it one of those things that it's a good old boys club? You know, um, if we we, you know, Craig and I and Gannett and Brandon, where you work at, we could tell a ton of insider stories about where we work at now and where we work uh, in the past. But to be honest, if you not many people would care, and two, we probably get in trouble if we tell those stories. I'm kind of wondering if this restaurant thing is something that the general public looks like and says, man, why are they arguing about that? But for the inside people, the people who work at the state house, people who are at the state house, it's almost like juicy gossip going, oh, man, those guys are yelling at the restaurant. It, it, it's almost a story that I think is almost more relevant and more read by inside state house people. You know, I've talked to a couple of state house people that love that and couldn't get enough of that. But, you know, Brandon, you're right. You know, the... You know, the Joe Blow Columbus resident probably doesn't care, to be honest with you. So, I I don't know. Um, I don't think anyone's going to lose an election just because they voted voted to oust Householder or voted not to oust him. I don't think residents Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I truly, oh, I not to say that you that politicians should be held accountable and, and they should be challenged and they should be asked um, for... Um, wh- why they voted the way they did. It's not, not a, and I think some of them get way too defensive about it. I mean, there was uh, Athens messenger editor drove all the way up to state house to ask their constituent, their representative, like, 
um, you know, like followed him to my question. Damn it. Why'd you vote this way? Um, no, okay. Didn't really say it that way. I'm just paraphrasing, but, uh, um, you know, and you know, um, well, it's funny because, um, yeah, so, uh, the, the, the rep was joking, like, is this really journalism, um, or, or whatever, is this the way journalism works? And to agree, yeah, you sometimes, you know, you know, if we, you know, uh, we got to give you that opportunity to say, hey, give us a, a comment or a question here. Um, and if you're going to put out a statement, put out a statement. Uh, don't right. say, oh, I'm going to put out a statement. And then you just kind of don't put a statement out. I mean, put out a statement, move on. It, and I, I for, for this kind of story, I really don't think, like I said, I don't think because I, I just and I think it speaks to the larger narrative. Like, do does do Ohio Ohioans really pay super close attention to what goes on um, in their state governments? I I I'm I already been anywhere in the in the United States. I'm I'm not convinced. Um, but and even though state governments wield a lot of power and influence in how the the nation op, nation operates, um, I, I'm not I'm I'm not sold that this is really a a, a a, a, a topic worthy of discussion that um, are taught or not necessarily worthy, but a topic of high importance to voters. Yeah. I, I would say from a state house angle, I think people care more with COVID uh, because, you know, we look to the state to um, respond to COVID. I, I think the big question is going to be once COVID hopefully continues to ease, we're, you know, how, how much are people going to be falling stuff down there? Um, you know, I got to say, I hate to say this, especially considering what I work for, but Kasich, I didn't follow the Kasich administration that much. I, I didn't. And I think based on who I work for now, I'm going to follow definitely, you know, if it's still DeWine or whoever becomes governor, if DeWine doesn't become governor. But you're right. When and I'm not looking at the journalists, but looking at the general public, it'll be interesting to see how they can kind of keep people caring. I mean, we talked to Rachel Coyle uh, from How Things Work at Ohio State House, and she works for a state house group, and she fights that because she knows not everybody cares, and she's like, "Hey, here's why you should care." So it, it's tough. Um, last thing on this, um, Craig. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued as a kind of a political hack that there's restaurants that you know different politicians frequent. I guess in Columbus is Lindsay's. Um, you know, Craig, one of the main things you cover up in Fremont is Fremont uh, City Council. Is there a restaurant that they frequent, or is there like a fast food joint that they um, go to? I don't know if all of them agree on one singular restaurant, but I know uh, there's maybe one or two places that they'll go and. It's kind of like one of those support local businesses type, you know, restaurants. So I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of dirt spewed at a uh, certain restaurant, but uh, there's, there's probably a, a couple of restaurants up there that maybe they might frequent. My hope is it's that Pizza Hut buffet that we were talking about before. Man, what a place! <laughs> you no, said, that's... you said, I think Jim Jordan went there once, so maybe that, that's going to become the political play hotbed for. <laughs> National and local politicians would be great. Possible. All right. Well, thanks for checking out to Ohioan. We'll be back shortly for another segment. Um, And also check out sponsors, uh, Chase Bank. Uh, Sign for account. 
Um, you know, it's worked for me. Um, you know, attach a direct deposit to it. Just use the link on our website or where you get this podcast. Sign up and they'll deposit two hundred twenty-five bucks in your account. So check out Chase Bank, and we'll be back um, with another segment shortly. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We're hoping to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.